You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, Cowboys Nation? You are listening to the Wolves team on the Morgan the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am your host, Paul Stewart, and I am joined by a special guest. He's writer of the blog and the boys. He is our very own Welsh Dragon. It is Mr. Mike Poland. How are we? Yeah, not bad. How are you, our very own Scottish Thistle? Yeah, I'm not too bad. And as I'm just trying to do my introduction, and my dog has just decided to actually bombard my room there. So apologies if you heard that little racket there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty good. I think uh, with everything from last week with the Giants game, we kind of we made some kind of predictions, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We had a few comments as well. Because uh, uh, you uh, and myself on the UK Cowboy Show, we were talking about Brandon Cooks, and we were like saying, "Yeah, this is a game where he's going to break off." And people were like, "Oh my god, you like called it like perfectly." <laughs> we're like, "Yeah, well, you know, we we you know a broken rock watch can be right twice a day." It, it's like we kind of said this like if Brandon Cooks wasn't to get any touches in that game, that's like what would be the point of bringing Brandon Cooks in in the first place? Yeah, but yeah. that's now been answered. So. I, I thought it was actually quite. I thought he had actually a really good game last week. Um, but I just, yeah. I really hope with looking at the Panthers this week, who are playing on, we're playing on Sunday, twelve at noon mm. in Central Time, six p.m. if you're in the UK, and seven p.m. or eight p.m. or across Europe. So, um, and uh, and I'm just trying. I can't remember what broadcast i think it'll be on the zone i believe for the majority of all the games so i think yeah. i'll be on there for nfl game pass and stuff like that so um but yes we are playing the carolina panthers the last mm. time we played the carolina panthers was not really the best of games no still got away with a win though mm. uh, even though we, we just we just did yes but um Looking at this game, though, Mike, um, what's your first initial thoughts on the Panthers? I mean, it, 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 these are two teams that go different directions. So you've got the one and eight Panthers that are struggling on offense and defense and on special teams as well. And then you've got the Dallas Cowboys who have just, um, so on Friday evening, they had the injury report come through. Everybody's a full slate of health. The other way, the Panthers have got players just dropping left, right, and center. I know you like to do the injury report. Um, so yeah, we yeah. Can, funny we can that crack into that if you want. Yeah, funny that you mentioned that. So yeah, the Panthers as of right now: Mar- Marquise Haynes, C.J. Henderson, first round yeah. draft pick J.C. Horn, and uh-huh. tight end Hayden Hurst are ruled out for Sunday. So big loss in multiple areas of the Panthers. Um, yeah. In terms of the Cowboys injury report. Um, it's just LVE. Well, yeah, there's that. But when you look at the the actual report card, 
Every player was full participation. Rico Daudo, mm. Fajoko, Hendershot, Lewis, Ozdigizua, Tolbert and Turpin. All of them were participating Wednesday, Thursday and Friday practice. So Turpin, very important. Very, yes. Yeah. And uh, that, but that does, now begs into the question, does that kind of now affect any snaps across for any other one else across the wide receiver core? Jalen Brooks. Jalen, yeah, for Jalen Brooks, I would, I would agree on. Yeah. I thought he had a really good, um, solid, like kind of like introduction game. Yeah, really. yeah, his first real game. Yeah, yeah, it was a good introduction game, and I hope that kind of continues on because I mm. we liked what we saw from him during training camp. He was the mm. talk of the talk, essentially. I just kind of hope he kind of just gets more opportunity to kind of get on the field, being like that four string wide receiver, just make those those catches. So, well, when I say four string, we're kind of there's a lot of debate right now. Yeah, because you've got because yeah. you've got like obviously you've got Lamb, you've got Gallup, you've got uh, Cooks, then you've got Tolbert, then yeah. you've got Brooks, then you've got Turpin. So we've got a good collection of wide receivers in our disposal right now. Yeah, and I mean you know you could if you really wanted to, if you wanted to like push, but but mind you no, I mean yeah, this are the wide wide receiver because if you wanted to push into pass catcher territory. You could talk about Tony Pollard, but most certainly as well, Jake Ferguson, who is completely on fire. Last three games, Paul, mm-hmm. he's number one among tight ends in touchdown scored. Uh, oh, touchdown oh, in... oh, are you meaning to tell me that, uh, and Meg's trying to kill me for this one, that... that uh-oh, this... uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're meaning to tell me that Jake Ferguson is doing better than the Swifty tight end? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, a touchdown in the is for in the last three games consecutive. If he does this again, then that's four consecutive games, which is like there's some sort of spurious record about starting tight ends and consecutive touchdowns that he's come along. So you've got Lamb doing his thing on his side with consecutive games, and then you've got Ferguson as well. Wow. But it is safe to say that right now, I mean, like what you want with Ferguson, you just want to take a screwdriver and just nip that screw up just a tiny little bit, just tighten it up a smidge. And I'm all I'm talking about here is just consistency. You know the talents there. You know he's he's not a bad blocker. He's not great at it, but he's not going to get you killed. Yeah, the, there was one. I will say though, when it comes to, I will give one minor criticism on Ferguson. If he was to see what that block better. In yes. that Philadelphia Eagles game, yeah, that Schoenmaker touchdown would have been a, a a proper touchdown. That he would have been yeah. in the actual end zone with no yeah. blanking ship tackling him. Mm. So because yeah, because he was a there was the mirror image on that side with them pair of what was going on on yeah. the other side. But 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 because the the ball was actually like the blitz was coming from where Brandon Cooks was open. There was no That's way right, that yeah. there was no way that was going to make that read. So he made the right choice and the right play. That was the right play. But anyway, we kind of got a little bit sidetracked there. But <laughs> um that's kind of usual when you when, when me and you are talking. So we kind of we yeah. do so we do apologize folks if we do jump from one moment to another. So but yeah. yes um give me your thoughts on quarterback Bryce Young for the uh, for the Panthers. Oof. Okay, so he's had eight turnovers, seven interceptions, and one forced fumble, uh, which he's lost to eight touchdowns. Now, Bryce Young, right? You got to remember this is a national championship winner and Heisman winner as well from Alabama. He, he he's trying to play Alabama football 
in Carolina. That is his biggest problem. But the biggest problem he faces, the reason why he's struggling so much is in what he is. I think, going off my memory, I think in passer rating, he's ranked 29th out of 34 possible starting quarterbacks, which is just bad. But it's his offensive line. His offensive line is just not helping him. And when you've got this, and we've just seen what happens, you know, like with Joe Burrow now, who's just lost for the season because of his offensive line. Bryce Young is the same sort of almost like this dual threat type of quarterback that likes to move around, likes to kind of escape the pocket and throw on the move, making these plays out of structure. But... You, you, you look at what has happened with Cincinnati Bengals and then you watch what's happening with the Panthers. He's been sacked 29 times, which is like the third most in the NFL. You just worry about what that's going to do, especially to a guy of his size and stature, of what that's going to do to him. I, I believe that he is the fifth, I believe, but I'm just looking at the, the stats on StatMuse right now that mm. the Carolina Panthers have given up 32 sacks so far this year. 32. Anyway. 32 yeah. sacks. Top of the bunch is the New York Giants. Uh, then at, at 54. Uh, <laughs> yeah, then, and funny enough, it's the Commanders, who we're going to see next week. Um, we'll talk yeah. about that, I think, at the end of the show, should we, Paul? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave that a bit till the end. Then, <laughs> then, then it's followed by the, uh, the Jets, then the Titans in 34 and 33, then it's the Panthers. So, um, but yes, um, but in terms of where the Cowboys sit, they are sitting at twenty-three sacks given up this year. So mm. we're, we're right in the we're near the top ten in terms of like not like in terms of the least, least. exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so for for me, like surprise, young no, like I totally agree with you. I think their offensive line is. And disarray, like, mm. and you made a really good point yesterday on the UK Cowboys fan show. I was I was on with you as well. Is about the investment, all putting all their marbles on Bryce Young, but they haven't. They, really they haven't actually reinforced any protection. We're kind of seeing what's just obviously what breaking news right now. Obviously, is Joe Burrow's out for the season. There yeah. hasn't there hasn't been a reinvestment to to protect. That like like, like what? Well, let me reword this. There hasn't been more investment to protect your start your your top player, yeah, or your like the guy you're putting all your money's worth on. You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of I think that's exactly what's going to happen to Bryce Young if if the Panthers don't do anything, um, soon to yeah, give yeah, him yeah. any any support. But fortunately for us, fortunately for us. The, uh, we've got the Dallas Cowboys defense. There we go. Yep. So and uh, so, help me, help me with it, Mike. How do you rank the Dallas Cowboys defense this year so far? But I mean, like you can look at last week's game. How are you? Uh, you, you can't poke any holes in last week's game with the defense. Um, you know, like the, the the point I made is the end of the first quarter in last week's game is seven nothing to Cowboys. We're coming up to the 12th minute of the second quarter and it's still 7 nothing, right? By the time we get to the two-minute warning, it's 28 nothing. And, yeah, you can talk about the offensive side. They they would be inefficient too. But 
to be that quick on defense. To, and I know what people are going to say. They're going to be like, oh, it was the Giants. It was the Giants. Yeah, okay, I agree. But what you're seeing is, yes, what you want to see is if you're a dominant, top elite defense, yeah. you want to see them on these weaker teams just go three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And that is exactly what they did. It's the, ex just... it's, it's the expectation of it. Yeah, yeah. So if you're elite, you were going to get a poor team off the field the way that they did. And that is exactly what they did. Um, so, you know, you, you watch that. You watch other things like the, the fourth down the the Giants had, which replicated what the Cowboys did, and they stopped them on fourth down. It's fantastic. Some of the things that were very, very key that I was quite interested in was the run stopping. 66 yard from Saquon Barkley, not bad going for, you know, this is supposed to be one yeah. of the top running backs. But it's certain guys who were starting to get involved in the run game. So, I, and, you know, we, we just mentioned about LVE, but Marquis Bell coming in has helped on run defense. Damone Clark is coming along nicely. He's had a run of good games now. But more interestingly is Mazzy Smith, who had his best game last week. I mean, he was the top. Uh, in terms of run stopping, he was the top defensive lineman. Three tackles, three defensive stops. He's bringing Saquon Barkley down at the line of scrimmage just all over the place, had his best game. Out-snapped Jonathan Hankins last week. Yeah, and and, I, and just to add to your point here, right, this is the, the whole thing I keep saying about the defensive line. When one player dominates, even though it may be no much on the stat line or making the big, big plays in terms of getting to the quarterback or whatever, but the thing is, though, he's grabbing more attention now. Yeah. And, the, and the, how that tends to work is it's going to be a chain reaction and it's going to open up a gap or creek somewhere in that offensive line, somewhere mm -hmm. else, whether it's on the edge or it's going to be on the other side of that offensive line. So, because we saw like a uh, um, Dante Fowler got a sack, uh, the Demarcus Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, I believe Dorrance Armstrong got one as well. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. It just shows that, and even Sam Williams, I believe, as well, didn't he? Sam, yeah, no, he did, yeah. Yep, yeah, right so, right. yeah, so there, there, there is room where it does actually play off, play off as a chain reaction when you've got one guy is actually forcing a guard and a center to take more focus on you. It's going to open up other revenues for the defensive ends to really like have a more yeah. better chance to get into the quarterbacks quicker. So. Yeah, yeah. So and, and and as well as on top of that, right, Paul? I just want to say that you know I'm saying how great Mazzy Smith played. That's not to take away as well how great Jonathan Hankins is playing too. Yeah, but he's kind of seemed to be being the forgotten man. But the the thing yeah. is, like, it seems to be like Hankins and Smith now are now. It's it seems to be all across the whole team, and I'm seeing this with all, all like, with my pure honesty here. With without the whole team, we are starting to slowly build and build and build and build and that's right. not just on defense but on offense as well we're actually starting to see the texas coast offense really starting to play out now yeah so here we go i've got a question for you i know you i know this is your show and i'm just you get but i i wanted to get your take because i never got a chance to ask you the way you're seeing the cowboys since the bye week both on offense and defense do you think that they're rising and they're peaking now at the right time. So we're not, because it's, it's not perfect yet. It's not completely perfect. There is still, 
like on offense, there's little miscues, mis- miscommunications, drop passes here and there. The run game we can talk about. Yeah. So it's not completely perfect, but you think they're peaking, they're peaking, they're coming up, they're coming up, they're coming up. That you think that by the time we get to the Eagles in two weeks' time, are they going to be reaching the apex of that peak and holding it for the playoffs? That's my question. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Hmm, so, I believe so. I yeah. think that, I think the the overall basis is there. It's just matter of just getting it, keeping it, uh, getting it in repetition, getting it drilled into the players' heads. Obviously, there's still some communicational errors from white legs to the wide receivers and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, the drop passes and stuff like that. But from the defensive side of the ball, I'm not that as much particularly worried. Like there was maybe some situations, but I'm not, and I don't want to single any player out. But like, say Jordan, mm. like Jordan Lewis, for example, he did have a bad game sure. against the Eagles, for example. That's something last week too. Mm. So there's areas for him he needs to improve and stuff like that. But I think we're in a really good situation right now, where we are getting better, better, but week by week. Whereas mm-hmm. if you look towards the Eagles right now, right, and I know I hate to keep talking about it, I really do. Right. So they're they're eight and so they're eight and one right now. They've not once actually dominated a game this season. They've not they've not even won a game by more than 20 points this year. Like and they barely scraped past a few other teams. They lost Washington, they should have lost that game effectively. Not once, but twice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they lost to the Jets, and obviously, um, well, the less we said about the Eagles game, the better, because uh, we, <laughs> we already voiced our opinions about that, but we've moved on since then. But you get mm-hmm. the point. My thing, yeah. my thing is about the Eagles, though. Yes, they're going up against the Chiefs this weekend, but are they really an 8-1 team? Are they actually improved week by week? I don't think so. No. No, I mean, like we all know 
what they're infamous for, or they're famous for at the moment, which is obviously, you know, the, the tush push. That helps them a the, lot. The, the brotherly shove the toilet. Brotherly, yeah, whichever way you want to call it. Uh, and, you know, like, they, they're getting two yards on that play. So, effectively, once they're in, say, like, third and short, they, they know that they've got, They've got two because it's effectively they can they are using it on fourth down. So once you're third and, and short, you just go okay. We know we know exactly where we're going. Yeah, yeah. And only one team so far has actually managed to stop it, and that was Washington. Yeah, and they stopped it really well. Mm. So it's definitely something for us to learn when it comes to that when you when you say in a few weeks' time. So, but yeah. go, but but going back going back to the, the Panthers right now. So I've got some yeah. stats. I've got some stats here for you. Come on, because right? I know you like your stats. Because you're the usually the man that does all the stats. <laughs> so, um, so as of right now, a points per game average. The Cowboys are averaging twenty nine point nine points compared to yeah. seventeen points to the Panthers. In terms of rushing yards per game, it's 117.9 rushing yards compared to 90.3 yards. So, yep. but here's the big one: a uh, 261.2 passing yards per game compared to 185.2. Then, obviously, you've got your turnover difference, which is plus four, then minus four. Minus four, yeah. Yep, yep. So that's your offensive stats. So, what is your take on that? I mean, one of the good things is is the um the I think I believe second last uh in interceptions on defense. So for Dak, that kind of plays into the role of I'd be able to take my chances, like he did with the Giants. And you see, you know, you've seen him taking those deep shots and those chances. He's gonna do the same in this game. Uh in terms of run rush the the, the rushing game, it is really bad right now. Miles Sanders and Tuba Herbert are both struggling. They haven't scored a rushing touchdown in the last three games. Um, when you look at what the Cowboys are doing as well, lately they're doing quite well against the run, which is what, you know, why we were talking about the run defense early with Mazzy and everything. And their last game against Chicago Bears, they rushed for, uh, I believe, a total of 23 yards. Um, which is just terrible, you know. But all this is is adding up to the fact that this doesn't help Bryce Young. It goes back to what we were saying, yep. you know. That he's got Adam Thielen, DJ Shark is. I don't know if he's if he's playing or not this weekend. I think he's. Is, I think he's still questionable at the moment. I yeah, forget, I think so, it's. I think it's going to be more of a game day decision. But I will need to double check on that one. No, he's going to be a deep threat. So that gives Gilmore plenty of work to do. You know, Thielen is the, the, the guy to take away. So you just, you look at this, you look at the the, the rushing and that they're failing to score points. Um, there's another stat as well that I picked up on. Oh yeah, that's right. Here's one, a good one for you, right, Paul? That in the last three games, the Cowboys have 11 touchdowns from the red zone. That's the most in the NFL. And at the same time, it's so well, it's so ironic what you mentioned because that's the being the be the biggest talking point when it comes to the Cowboys, especially when it comes yeah. from the mainstream media. It's like, oh, Cowboys yeah. cannot score from the red zone. Well, we've been doing that eleven times in the past three games, so that, that <laughs> yeah. is now a debunked source bit of material. Now you can actually yeah. not use that ever again. So you're hoping that. so, yeah, you're hoping so, but. In the same time, in the last three games, the Panthers have allowed five touchdowns from the uh, to their opponents from the red zone, which is third most. 
Wow. It's so weird to say this. Like, and the question is, right, I mean, I'll talk about def- the defensive stats in a wee second, but do you feel like mm-hmm. everyone is now worried, is this going to be another trap game like this Arizona Cardinals? Because <laughs> the reason right. I because uh, like, so before you mention that, Chris, I just want to give you a wee insight. You know yeah. how you know how here on bloggingaboys.com we always do the Madden NFL prediction game, the virtual mm-hmm. simulator. You're not gonna believe this, but the Panthers beat the Cowboys 34 to 31. <laughs> I mean, like the thing is, is it has all the hallmarkings of a trap game. You know, this East Coast game, it's you know, midday. <laughs> You know, one team riding high, you know, the Cowboys are riding high. They're up against a team with only one win. It's just it has all the hallmarkings in the past of how the Cowboys have, you know, they've gone, oh, is this a trap game? And you're like, it's got all the meat. But the reason I say no is because of the Arizona game. The Arizona yes. Cardinals game. I was about. Yeah. To, I was just about to say that because we Go don't want to hit me with it. We're, we're thinking the same thing then. You yeah, Chris. Chris, we don't want to be in that same situation again. Where because that Arizona game mentally for me as a fan, I <laughs> I was disgusted with that performance. And ever since then, obviously, well, the San Francisco game, the whole different matter. We were just completely blown out the water in that game from yeah. every position. They were the much better team. Definitely. I, I, I I can't argue losing, but it was yeah. more, it was more how we lost in that game. But but the Arizona game really did really set a fire under my belly, and I think it did for a lot of players because ever since then, yeah. Other than the San Francisco game, we've actually been looking pretty good. Even in the Eagles game, even though we lost that game, they had we, fight. We that's the that's the word I'm looking for, Mike. Like we there yeah. was there was a fire fight fire a bit of animosity in the like there's a bit of like i don't know what the try to find the right the word is but basically you're right the desire to win exactly yeah the desire yep so there was more of that and it was pretty evident so Uh, i i think what what was important with that right paul is that if they, they they go like they did. People were saying it with the Giants last week. Oh, I'm wondering if this is a trap game. It's a trap game. I was already thinking the same thing that I'm thinking this week. It's like, yeah, but they played Arizona the way that they did. And I think what that did is it didn't just humble them. It also taught them a lesson of, you know, like, like you know, a military saying, never underestimate your enemy. And that is what they've done. So I think yeah. because they've lost the Arizona game, that then plays an effect on how they played against the Giants, how they prepare for it, how they treat the game. And I think they'll do the same this week against the Panthers, that they'll just go, right, guys, we did this last week. Remember the Cardinals game, how we prepare and how we go through the motions and how we um, steady and ready ourselves. We have to do the same thing this week. Yeah, And absolutely. it's because of that. It's because of that loss. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I totally agree with you, but uh, just just kind of when I was mentioning, when I was talking about like the stats. Now I'll move on, on to like, I'll move on to like the defensive stats now. So, yeah. when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys defense right now, we're yeah. averaging eight eighteen point three points per game given up per, uh, per game. Excuse me. You okay. Whereas the Panthers are twenty six point nine points. So obviously, a, a one score difference per average in a game. Very really. Um, rushing yeah. yards, we are giving up 109.1 yards per game compared to 131.9 yards per game. And passing yards, we are giving up 166. 
it's actually quite side by side. It's skewed for the Panthers, though, isn't it? It's side by side. No, no, but look, I'll, I'll finish it off first. Like, so, yeah, yeah, go on. So it's 166 yards for, for the Cowboys, 176 yards, 0.4. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, 176.4 yards per, uh, for, the, for the Panthers. So in terms of total yards per game uh, given up, it's 275.1 compared to 308.3. Yeah. So it's like and based on the stats, it's very, very close besides the points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's skewed it, it for the Panthers. And I know this is kind of like it feels like you're going, oh, you're just cherry picking uh certain things, but it's not because the defense because the offense isn't playing that good. They're getting bad field position when the deep when the Panthers defense comes on. That's so they're a- on short fields. That's a fair point. That's a really yeah. fair point, yeah. No, uh, there's not just that. Also, a lot of teams are just able to run on them, so they don't really throw that often. Mm. And so, you you know, you look at the rushing stats, it's bad. And, like, if you have a look as well at the rushing touchdowns, I, I believe they're, like, one of the, the highest. They're in the top 10 teams for most rushing touchdowns against. But the big one is because the offense is continually stalling, the defenses have these short fields. They're getting back onto the field just past the halfway line. And it's kind of like, right, okay. So then it ends up skewing the sort of stats a little bit for the Panthers on defense. Speak about stats, right? Yes. That, that press door. Yeah. To, like, I mean, he, he could have went on for God, like, he could have. Played for the the best in the majority of that whole New York Giants game and set records and that, but no, he was pulled <laughs> from the game. But what was it like? Fort with hit me with it, Mike. Like, what what do you think with that Prescott in terms of right now, in terms of his stats right now? Is should he be in the end? Like, should like based on how other quarterbacks are right now in the league right now? Why is that Prescott not even being considered for MVP right now? Uh. Mostly because of how the season started. The season started with the, the offense in controversy. You know, they were stalling. They weren't getting in motion. Really what's happened is it's been since they come from the bye. From the bye week, you know, yeah, okay. They played the Eagles and they lost. But Dak still, I when you look he at was, it. He was the best player in that field. We thought about the shadow for that. Yeah, he, he outplayed Hurts. You know, the only thing people will say is, oh, yeah, but Hurts still come away with the win. And you're like, Hurts come away with the win? Like, all of a sudden, he's playing all 22 positions? And you're like, no. Okay. Hurts did exactly what he needed to do. They asked yes. for him to need to what to do, and he did it, and he helped them win the He helped them win the game. He didn't win them the game. Yeah. What the Cowboys needed from Dak Prescott against the Eagles was to play really like a B-plus game, and he played an A game, basically. He brought his A game. And... um. You're looking at it since, and I put a stat up today, which I know you will love, right? Since week six, bearing in mind the Cowboys were on a bye week seven. Dak is second in passing yards, first in touchdowns, second in passing completion, and first in quarterback rating. What more can you say? I do love that stat line, and and I just hope that may continue, like, Especially with this game against the Panthers, this this should be a game where Dak should easily be doing this. And you would think so. So, so here's the big one, right, Paul? For me, when you were talking about um, when you were talking about the the injuries, you got J.C. Horn, who's their cornerback one. He's out. 
He's not playing yeah. this weekend. He's just come off injured reserve. So, you know, he's kind of expected in a way. The other one is uh, obviously on the other side, CJ Henderson. He's out as well. So Xavier Woods is on the injury report. Our, our very Dallas Cowboys, our very own Xavier Woods. That's right. Um, yeah, he's on the injury. So you, you're looking at this defensive back group for the Panthers and you're going, wow, what are they, who are they going to be putting? They're going to put it out there. They're, they're going to have to put their fifth round um, cornerback, uh, Jamie Robinson. They're going to have to play him. And if you're looking at the type of guys that they're going to be up against, the likes of C.D. Lamb, Lamb and Gallup and yeah, Cooks. Oh, this, is an, this is another game. This is another game where you can move, you 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 channel the offense through CD Lamb, through these um you know these these wild passes that he then breaks off for these massive yak yards, but it's Brandon Cooks on the other side that benefits from all of this, who then will go off to have another big game, and I can just see it. I can see it being another one for him. Oh, interesting. Well, with that being said. When you're talking about like, so what you think about the game? What is your score prediction for this game? Oh, what did I say it was? I sent this into David Howman. I, 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 I'll not do. I'll do it off memory. I think I said the score was going to be thirty-five. What did I say? Thirty-five, fourteen. No, I think it was seventeen. You said seventeen. Yeah, yeah, thirty-five, seventeen. Yeah. Um, but but what what would yours be? Means, yeah, I, I went with 45-24. Ooh, a bit of a proper slog fest then. Yeah. I think there is still going to be some fight from Bryce Young. I do think that despite all the injuries and stuff like that, like, and they're at home regardless, right? I still I still yeah. think I think like so, uh, Bryce Young can actually still do something, but regardless how bad their offense are right now, but it's just a gut feeling, just a gut feeling, just don't shoot the messenger. But, <laughs> but Mike, what is your special prediction? So what I mean by that is, what do you think is a likely outcome in the in the game? Like, for example, who's going to get a sack or two yeah. sacks? Or who's I got go- you. you I, know got, what I, I mean? got the one. Yeah, I got the one. That uh, Deron Bland pick six and uh, basically ties the NFL record for most pick sixes in the NFL for a single season. Oh, okay. So you're going for that. Okay. Um, so that's a bit of an easy one, I'll be honest with you. But Do you want me to, to have a cheekier one then? Of course. It's called the cheeky prediction. Come on okay. here. Okay, 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 okay. So Kavande Turpin is back on the field. Hadn't returned for a touchdown. A and his special teams, Yeah, his, oh. and the, the special teams are, it is not playing very well. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Okay, so my special prediction would be... Hmm, I'm not entirely too sure now, actually. I'm going to go for a Hunter Lucky Russian touchdown. Oh, do you know? I was thinking Rico Dowdle was the other one for me. No, I'm going for the I'm going for the fullback slam dunk this week. So Hunter Lucky or fullback is going to get some action this week. Yeah. So, coming but, in on a spider two Y banana, huh? Uh, pretty well, yeah, <laughs> pretty much so. But yes, folks, this this is the end of the show. Um, be sure to go to bloggingtheboys.com 
for all your latest news and uh, you can check out Mike Poland's articles there and there and also go check out our network on Spotify and Apple Music we can listen to podcasts every single day um, you can follow me at I am P Stew and you can also follow Mike at Panther Cowboy both with a K and yes so like I said you played the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys played the Carolina Panthers this Sunday, twelve at noon Central Time, six p.m. in the United Kingdom, and seven p.m. onwards from the European Time Zone. So, with that being said, it's a good night for me, and it's a good night for Mister Poland. Yes, and oh, give us the sign-offs. I love your sign-off, Paul, and the Magsy sign-off. Oh, before we go, oh, I've oh, just yes, realized. That- yeah. This is the final show yes. that we do together That's before a good... we get to America. How could, I, how, could, how could I forget? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So before we do uh, go off, folks, um, we are, me and myself, Mike, Lauren, and a few other the UK Cowboys fans are going to be in Dallas this Thanksgiving, and we're going to be having a open room uh, podcast session with Meg and that, like, in person. So... We're going to get that video clipped and stuff like that as well. So be sure to uh, keep your eyes out for that on social media. Uh, but yes, so we're going to be there all week for Thanksgiving. We're going to be at the tailgate. We're going to be at the game. So if you see us all dressed up in Mike's union jacket and me wearing a kilt, come say hello to us. And, but yes, so, but yeah, with that being said, like I uh, Meg always says, Dallas forever, Philly for never. Have a good one, folks. Go Cowboys!